What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Coming up on this episode of the podcast, we're going to do another segment of the, the business of sports. Why, and I'm talking to you some Packers fans, why it doesn't make any sense, and it won't happen unless he wants completely out and he forces his way out, but why it doesn't make any sense for the Packers to release or trade Jair Alexander. We'll explain that in terms of contract terms and money and and how much it would actually hurt the Packers. All right? That's coming up. But first, before that, we catch up with our good buddy Joe Grabowski, former Badger offensive lineman, owner of Cabin Coffee in Altoona. We're going to talk to Joe about what it was like for his National Signing Day. Plus, his experiences, his thoughts, his memories about playing in the Rose Bowl with, with bowl season going on. And, and I'm going to ask him about Devondre Campbell's tweet here, too. So let's bring him in right now. He's back in studio. Joe Grabowski, former Badger offensive lineman, owner of Cabin Coffee, where I actually just a couple days ago picked up a couple gift cards for stocking stuffers over there, too. So anybody listening right now, if you're looking for any last-minute gifts or stocking stuffers, hit up Cabin Coffee, man. I just restocked them, so we're good to go. Nice. We're solid. We're squared away. If you need a last-minute gift from mom, dad, grandma, kids, stop mm-hmm. on by. Yep. Take care of you. Exactly. Or you remember uh, Joe has always told this story, too. If you got a dad or a grandpa who is like, I don't, I just get the cheap coffee or anything like that, get him a bag of like the giddy-up, like Joe's dad, and he's like, now he doesn't go back nope. to that canned coffee, yep. shall we My say. My dad drank canned coffee for 50 years, if not longer, and uh, couldn't understand how... I would open a coffee shop and sell coffee for that price when you can buy a 10-pound can to last him a month for, you know, thirteen ninety nine. And, well, I got him a 5-pound bag of coffee from my shop, and now my dad calls me every once in a while and asks me if I know a guy who can get him 5 pounds of coffee <laughs> when he runs out. So nice. if I can change a stubborn guy like that, oh, we're solid. Yeah, absolutely. So it is a huge difference. You're going to be amazed if you've been kind of on the – Let's just call it brown water. Absolutely. Brown you know, flavored water. Yep. And going over to, to Cabin Coffee, you're going to tell a difference right away. Mm. So, And I think it's nice, too, because uh, we have dispensers now. So you can walk in mm-hmm. there, serve your own coffee, uh, you know, pick and choose the flavor, the roast you want, the blends that we have. Uh, find the one you like. Bag it yourself. Or we can beg it for you, too. It doesn't matter. We grind it right there for you. It's fresh coffee. Right. We are using it in the store. Uh, it's always being rotated. And uh, it's as fresh as you're going to get it. And it's the top of the line quality, too. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, it's not that, you know, b- call it for what it is, bottom, low yeah. quality style coffee. So we use Arabica beans. Uh, they're grown at higher altitudes, and it's a higher quality bean. Um, and uh, just the flavor's better, the quality's better. So uh, you're, if you are no coffee, you've heard of Arabica. Mm-hmm. We sell all Arabica beans in uh, Cabin Coffee. So come on and stop on by. I tell you what, coffee's a great uh, great gift for that office worker that you don't know what to shop, who to shop for. Yep. Secret Santa gifts? Come on. Exactly. I can go wrong with coffee. Yep. It's always right there and super simple. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make your life easier. I'm here to caffeinate you, get you going in the morning, and make your life easier with hey, buying look, gifts. Look at you with that marketing there right you go. there. Hey. I like it. Would twenty year I just like I, I wish I could have met twenty year old Joe. <laughs> and you know, would twenty year old Joe have imagined himself knowing so much about the coffee bean? Uh, seven, uh, 40-year-old Joe would not have known this, and I'm only uh, 46, so I wouldn't have known this, uh, f- you know, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, again, so far off of my uh, off my radar, this business, this opportunity that we've had, it's been great. Um, I have more useless coffee information, very similar to offensive lineman calls. Mm-hmm. Like that's just stuff just lives in my head, yeah, and all the time. So yeah, love talking about them. Oh man, we got a few questions uh, for, from listeners out there. A lot of them just uh, revolved around uh, for you to make a pick, but I'll ask you that one a little bit later on. Gotcha. Uh, when we get get up in here. But uh, the other day it was National Signing Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Badgers coming in with, and this is Luke Fickle's real first class, right? Right. This, these are the guys that him and his staff went out there absolutely and, and targeted. And you know, you got all the re- rating services: four stars, five mm-hmm. stars, three stars, all that stuff. And I'm sure you saw online too, like the hype videos from the coaches. You know, oh. getting pumped up and and all that yep. too. We had a couple people ask, like, what was it like when when you were were getting recruited in National Signing Day and, and that stuff? You know, we we see local schools kind of do stuff. What was it like for for you? Not that big. I mean, it was a big deal for uh, the Wasa area. We had like quite a few guys from our conference that signed on uh, with the Badgers. So uh, myself, Chris Cadorzi, uh, Ross Kalaji, and Josh Dickerson. So there was a couple more that I don't recall. Uh, we all. So we all sat down together, met at a school, and mm-hmm. uh, signed together. So and that was it. So we were all like wearing suits, and mm-hmm. which I didn't wear a suit ever. <laughs> Still don't like it. Um, but yeah, played the part, signed. Uh, the news was there, and then I think we went out to dinner uh, as a group and uh, mm-hmm. and our families, and that was it. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, because we weren't close friends yet. We were more like we were aware of each other. We played against each other. Um, but then obviously became great friends afterwards. So right. Did good. you get, did you guys do like the hat thing or anything like that? No, you know, nothing. No, we all, we, everyone knew we were going, uh, right. we all committed and, uh, it was kind of played out. No hats, no big anything. Uh, the local news was there. We all signed our name. They, I think they focused in on my hand as I wrote <laughs> and that was a big deal. Uh, I don't recall if I was interviewed or if we were interviewed and then, yeah, went about our day. So yeah. That was pretty cool. Not the the drama of like you know these players oh, like pretending to pick this hat and, no. and all that and I no mean, show. Um, you know, I committed to Wisconsin early and I committed. I think I talked about this. I committed at camp yep. uh, and verbally committed and stuck with it. And uh, no point in time was there ever really a question. And at no point in time did I ever think that uh, oh I'm gonna go somewhere else. Uh, I was just happy to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Were you ever involved in like when you were on campus and as a player? with recruits on campus you know did you ever talk to recruits about when you were yeah. a player there and, and that so when we had recruits coming in we would host you'd mm-hmm. have a, like a, a, a team guy uh that would host um and made sure hung out with them answer their questions mm-hmm. uh you had like a day where you were going around campus like on a saturday or whatever because it was on a weekend and you were taking you know showing them like it was all organized mm-hmm. you're going to be here at this time there's this going on so yeah we as players took took part in that and mm-hmm. did all the things and uh made sure that everyone was safe and everyone got where they needed to be right and i gotta imagine too even with you know signing day with it being 2023 2024 now with the transfer portal and that you still kind of these coaches i gotta imagine holding their breath that you know yeah. are they going to stay the the full you know few years yeah. or i mean it's it's a different world now it is completely a different world and i don't know how i would handle that um, kudos to the coaches because it's already a stressful job. It's already a stressful existence when you're working 80, 90, 100 hours a week. Yeah. You know, you don't have much of a family life. I never left the football stadium uh, and the coaches' cars weren't there, and I never arrived there and the coaches' cars weren't there like, in mm-hmm. playing. So they were always there. 
rough on the family and then you commit to somebody and you build the relationship with that person with that coach because they've recruited you you come in they become like your father figure while you're going through the turmoil of trying to figure out life and college and football and how all this works um and like so yeah i was committed like that was it It i didn't there was no plan b Mm -hmm. that was the plan now things have changed with it, with that because now you're like, hey, I don't like it here. That coach is yelling at me. I'm going right. to go somewhere else, or I want more playing I, time. I don't think or, I'm yeah. getting a fair shake out of this deal, or you know, it's. I mean, so yeah, it's a different world. I'm happy I'm not a part of that world. When you ask me if I ever want to be a coach, this is the stuff that I would, I, I would, I, I would not enjoy at all. Well, that's why I, I kind of just, I don't know if I roll my eyes or chuckle. You know, whenever you hear, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but like a fan say, well, so and so should be a coach, or that you know that that team should hire. You know, a popular one, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go like to the Packers, is like, they should have hired Donald Driver to be a receiver coach. Right. That player knows how much the coaches have to yeah. do. Do you, yeah. They may not necessarily want that lifestyle Absolutely. either. You know, I it, like my wife. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to keep her. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really do. <laughs> um, I want to maintain that. I don't want to get a divorce because I chose football over my wife. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you kudos to coaches that can stay married for that long and, 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 the, and the wives that that put up with it because it is around the clock nonstop, 24 hours a day for the majority of your life mm-hmm. um and you look at the guys like andy reed that have been doing it for God, this yeah. long um and in the, the coaches that have built bill belichick that's i mean man I, I he was a coach of the browns like before they moved right like having that kind of a tenure in football is is so unbelievable the amount of effort time it takes to do that job at that level consistently day in and day out and not get fired because let's face it when your record sucks who's the first one going it's the coach offensive coordinators and yep. the coaches yep. so yep. it's a crazy world man and uh yeah i uh kudos to them i could never do it yeah you know speak just kind of uh, relate on the coaches here I'm, I'm gonna throw a little bit of a a, a curveball here mm. because you know a lot of discussion right now especially around you know the packers defensive coordinator coach you know should he be fired mm. you know you got fans clamoring for that and you know you got people saying you know what's the locker room like to the players you know has he lost the locker room has the coaches mm-hmm. lost the locker room and i know you, you necessarily didn't experience that under under no. coach alvarez and, and such but you know when you hear fans say they've lost the locker room when we really don't know what like what goes through your mind like do you do you like okay they really don't know what they're talking about i mean the locker room has got to be one of the most sacred places in the entire world not just sports but in the world i have to imagine Uh, coaches didn't spend much time in their locker room Mm -hmm. that was our place of refuge now they obviously everything happens in the locker room equipment laundry there's stuff happening Mm -hmm. if they need to talk to you um they're sending a runner to get you or there's a note in your locker so you know they're there but they weren't in the locker room with us, obviously, during games, et cetera. But that was kind of our sanctuary. Uh, you have arguments, you have disagreements, you have things going on, uh, probably a lot of inappropriate conversations. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, it's a locker room for football players, like 20, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. Right. Absolutely. Um, but that was kind of left to us. And I, I don't think that they've – and it was never an idea where they lost the locker room. That locker room was policed by upperclassmen who have been there and understood the standard of Wisconsin football when we played there. This is how it was. This is where we came from back in the 70s and 80s and how horrible it was. We've turned this thing around. We're going to maintain this level, and it was self-policed by by the football players. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, wasn't, I mean, the upperclassmen ruled the roost. They bestowed upon us the, the, the how we should act. That's it. Mm-hmm. So... Did you guys ever have, you know, because like, I saw, I heard LaFleur the other day say, you know, we had a players meeting where they were able to, 
express you know their beliefs or opinions on on things going wrong was that ever something that you you kind of chuckled right now i got to imagine probably not uh, at, that, at that point i think i'm gonna express my opinion <laughs> kidding me seriously it's like the military you know they don't it, 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 you do what you're told Is yeah it? yeah do the best of your ability mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean you it doesn't mean you can't respect or admire your coach they give two craps about my opinion mm-hmm now, if we're in playing a football game and he's asking my opinion, like you know, on a play, like why isn't it working? What we what can we do to correct this play? Mm-hmm. Then he wants to know what I'm seeing and what I'm doing out there, or or, or, or what's happening. Right. It, it, there wasn't really an opinion that I gave mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Ever that that's <laughs> not a hey coach. I need to go. I'm, I'm going to come up to your office. You have a minute. Let's have a taster's choice moment. Me and you, you know, over a, a, a nice, you know. A, dehydrated coffee and let me express to you you know how i feel today Uh -uh, Mm uh-uh not happening (laughs) i would never expose myself that wide open to get punched in the stomach ever yeah i got it so i don't know if you saw this this tweet now that you know because we're on this topic so a packer player devondre campbell i don't know if you saw this this tweet that he Mm -mm. uh put out there but he was a player you know on the last game you know social media and such you know he was i don't nobody really knows if he was talking about his teammates his coaches or the fans but he tweeted out uh, i'm gonna try to get your reaction as i read this here too (laughs) not gonna play out of my way anymore and i'm not playing through injuries anymore because when blank goes wrong they always use it against you i'm treating everyone accordingly and giving them the same energy they're giving me focus on yourself and your mental 59 his number you owe it to yourself Mm. yeah sounds like a real selfish guy i mean seriously I, I've been on this uh, on this talk show now, and I talk about how much it was important for me to play the guys around me. If I was hurt, it didn't matter. Um, I didn't want to let people down. Like that was the mentality. Mm-hmm. And uh, selfish. You're not going to get far in this world, buddy. Like mm-hmm. your career is only going to last so long. That you can get so far through your God-given talent that you may have, and you rely on the people around you to make you better. You just put yourself on an island, son. Um, yeah. And do you think another team's going to try to pick you up? Let's see you get, you know, all of a sudden you ain't making the roster. Yeah. Is the next team going to be banging down the door because you're worried about yourself? Now, you can worry about yourself because your window of opportunity in the NFL is so, so short. However, comma, uh, you don't broadcast that kind of thing. Right. Ever. Like, uh, yeah, you just put a... That's uh, 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 hard. It's That's hard. where, you know... Hard to the, listen to, man. Yeah, and, and the other part, too, is like, coach gave him the week off. You know, what other kind of message does that send? You know, the coach gave him the week off of practice this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's a captain yeah. saying that. I don't know. I, yeah. It just kind of it, it kind of bugged me a little bit yeah, to, to see I that. And, and then his response when he was asked about it by the media, I'm not talking about anything on the Internet. Hmm. Uh, you know. Well, you, you, you kind of did. Yeah. You, you're the one who put it out there, right? I yeah. don't want to put this out there. I don't want you to ask me about it, but I'm going to put it out there. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of respect for guys that that, that do that. Uh, mm-hmm. It makes me cringe. Like, yep. You can see me right now. I'm closing my eyes and rubbing my temples yep. out of like just embarrassment and frustration. Like mm-hmm. again, there's a time and a place for it. Yep. I didn't have social media. Thank God. I, dude. Thank I wish God. it was. I. It's it's good for like my area because I can stay updated. But I yeah. hate hate it. Like. It's you post one little thing out there, or just even a general comment. Oh my God, you're getting, and then you get to see the drama from everybody else like that too. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's just, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, as a, as a player that played the game the way it was supposed to be played and gave it all and played for the guys around me, when you're hurt and you, you, you can't go, but you're trying to walk off, you know, a knee injury that is going to require several surgeries to fix because you don't want to let your guys down. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yep. that was the mentality. And like I said, I and I... I, I I hold that moment in my life in those times so close to my chest because that's what made me the person I am today. Mm-hmm. That's what made me the father, the son, uh, the the husband that I am today. Those experiences in my life molded who you are sitting across from right now from this desk with the microphone in front of me. Like, just played such an integral part of my life. And to see somebody, like I, and I said before too, people far better than me and then you gave their life to this game yeah. to to get it where it was. It's kind of a disrespect. I played also because people better than me paved the way for me to do this. And uh, it was an honor to play this sport as long as I did. Um, and that's how I always thought about football. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like we, we, sh- we, we align in the same kind of a vision right. of football. <laughs> The same. Uh, so we've got, you know, bowl games are going on right now mm-hmm. all across the board. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Badgers, you know, New Year's Day. And then that also, too, is, you know, they got the other games here. Before we get to the Badger one, uh, so Michigan's in the Final Four. Right. You being a Big Ten guy, Wisconsin, can you root for Michigan uh, going under because it's representing the conference? Or mm-hmm. is it like, nope, that's Michigan. I, I, I can't do it. When the Bulls are playing, you are Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you may beat the crap out of each other, and there's a war. It's almost like having a brother. You can pick the you, you can pick on your brother. Mm-hmm. Anybody, somebody else does. Then the game's on. Yeah, it's same way with Big Ten. You, th- this is our conference. Mm-hmm. I, I, you will hear me cheer for every Big Ten team in a bowl because that's it's our conference. Mm-hmm. They're representing us. Our Midwest Conference. Well, now it's not Midwest anymore. We're all over the place. But yeah. <laughs> it used to be the Midwest. Um, but I mean, like, so yeah, that's it. I, I will. I, I, you will. I'm not now. Hold on. I'm not going to go down, and I'm not going to go and buy a Michigan uh, a, a, a jersey or a hat. Um, but and I generally don't wear blue. Am I going to wear blue that day? I mean, I'm not going to change who I am. Right. But I'll be rooting for Michigan. I'll be rooting for every Big Ten team because that's what you do because they're in our conference. Mm-hmm. That's it. What was I know you played in a couple Rose Bowls, um, and I was actually talking with with Bob the one Rose Bowl game he went to mm-hmm. uh, was against Stanford. Yep, uh, uh, no, and, or UCLA or UCLA yep. uh, over there, and um, you know he was kind of talking about it. But for you personally, a guy who's played in it, is there a certain memory or a couple memories that really stand out to you playing in those bowl games that just you know when you still think about it today, it maybe brings a smile across your face or just just good memories overall i mean again i've been hitting the head a lot so it's hard to recall certain things but here's the one thing i remember i watched the rose bowl as a kid um you know there wasn't this that many bowls it was a rose bowl the cotton bowl the citrus bowl like those were the bowls and like i watched those as a kid with such like just enthusiasm and you know seeing the rose bowl and you know what it was and how important it was for me growing up and then to be able to step on the field uh, I don't think I remember my feet touching the ground in warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it was such an energy. And then, obviously, Wisconsin's fans travel so well. Yeah. We had the whole freaking stadium with red. I mean, it was unbelievable. So that's the part that sticks out. I don't remember plays. Like, that's what's getting hard when, you know, being this age. 
but you remember the experiences you had with with your buddies. Like that's the stuff I remember. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obvi- that's a big one. Obviously had a impact too. Because I mean, you named your daughter. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, for those who don't know, Madison Rose, uh, mm-hmm. probably the best part of me. Like my kids are like. Mm-hmm. All the things I screwed up on and all my defects, my kids are awesome. Like mm-hmm. they're just great people. So yeah, I named my daughter Madison Rose after the, after the city and after the Rose Bowl. So yeah. obviously it had a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, regardless if it's the ReliQuest Bowl like the Badgers are in or Rose Bowl, you know, for some of these guys, it's their last time playing football. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I guarantee that's probably going through their minds, especially the ones that know that hey, they're not going to the NFL, right. and this is the last time they might be putting on a. Uh, football uniform. The last time you're going to see, uh, for a lot of times, it's the last time you're going to see the guys that you struggled with, mm-hmm. like the guys you fought with, your roommates, your brothers, your friends. Like that, that there's such a close connection in football. Like I, I can't say it enough. And you know, it's I, I still get excited to talk to the guys I played with, and it's been 20 some years. Like it still gets me excited. I still love hearing them, and it's like we never left. It's like we went away for a weekend, mm-hmm. and you pick back up right where you left off. It's just. It's such a brotherhood. Um, it, it sucks when when you face that time, whether it was me by being, you know, it was uh, very subtle. Like mm-hmm. this is your last, this is your last go around. It's it's your knees. Yeah, I said, or yeah. it's uh, that slow progression, and you're coming, and you realize your time is running out, and you reflect back on it. It's such a emotional time, um, but you give it all you have that one last time, that last game. You strap it up the last time, and you know it's the last time. If there's not a fire burning in your guts, man, or you don't got butterflies, like there's something wrong with you. Because I get, yeah. I get those now. Just think, talking about it and thinking about it, like I still respond to that kind of uh, those emotions and those memories. It's just, it becomes part of you. It's yeah. unbelievable. So I, I just got to ask because I just met him for the first time. Your buddy Bill. Yep. Do you guys talk almost every day about something yep. like always. like that back we're in always, the day? Yeah, we're still talking mm-hmm. all the time. You know, uh, yeah, it's great. It's uh, <laughs> it's been really good. Uh, 30-year friendship. Mm-hmm. Still doing it. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so make your pick. I, I, do I even need to ask you? No, I don't, we had a lot of people ask you, you'll make the pick. I'm I mean, never going to go against my team, yeah. ever. I don't care. Like That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I told you this before. Any given Saturday, depends who shows up and who wants it more. Mm-hmm. If you recall, uh, in the 99 Rose Bowl, UCLA was going to mop the floor with us. They're much faster. We're too big. We're too fat. We're too slow. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and look how it turned out. Yep. No one gave us a chance. That's okay. I always love being the underdog. Mm-hmm. I like the surprise at the end. And we just chewed them up. Mm-hmm. Just wore them out. Because those big, fat, slow guys up front, you take it personal. Thanks for the uh, bulletin board material. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. I still remember my uh, that Rose Bowl T-shirt I got after that. <laughs> I still remember that yeah. one. Uh, I still got a I, I got a I got a rose that's uh, obviously twenty years old, dried up. Uh, still have it. Uh, the memories, the pictures, like it's just one of those things where I was so fortunate to be able to experience that moment in time. That I don't want to say it shaped my entire life, but it influenced my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like it was such. It's such a short moment, those four years in college, but it shaped who I am, and I'm just so blessed and so fortunate that I was able to be a part of that special group in that exact moment in time. It's just unbelievable. It's a very, very small group of individuals that have been able to do that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Just very cool. Absolutely. 
Well, uh, dude, before I let you go, because uh, we're both going to be off next yep. week uh, mm-hmm. with, with the holidays and such, have a very good Christmas uh, with you and the family. Gonna, daughter coming home, going to spend yep. some time with coming her. Home. So. My son's coming home, so it'll be good to have the whole family together. Um, I don't want to break and I don't want to boast, but I just uh, celebrated 20 years with my wife last night. Congratulations. Yesterday, 20 years in the books. Nice. For all you naysayers. I know who you are. You didn't think I was going to make it this far? Uh-huh. <laughs> Still proving people wrong. 20 years, married, same same woman. Absolutely. That's awesome. Still I, doing it. I love the energy from today, Absolutely, man. man. You're like awesome, said, yeah. You know, like, you know what? And, and marriages seem to be falling apart left and right, and you're married for six months, but yeah, 20 years. Uh, and again, we're both committed. There's mm-hmm. no stop. We're, we, we're, we're wired the same way. Yep. Yeah, so 20 years. We'll give her my congrats, too. I will. Uh, so enjoy the holidays. Well, enjoy the time with the family and such. And uh, next time we talk to you, it'll be after the uh, the bowl game. So hopefully we're talking about a win and then moving on to, you know, spring ball already yeah. and all that stuff. Crazy. Holy cow. I, well, so. I mean, in the sports world, things go by faster. It's, yeah. It's one after another. There's mm-hmm. not much time for delay. So Exactly. And again, quick reminder, you're looking for any last-minute gifts. Stocking stuffers. You got uh, the gift cards. Joe said he restocked them. Yeah, you're good to go. You got coffee uh, ready to go. Yep. Uh, uh, high quality coffee. Yeah, we're not... using the Arabica. Like, yep. Stop by. Exactly. If you, if you haven't had fresh coffee before, I promise you it's going to change your life because it's unbelievable and you'll never want to go back to brown flavored water ever again. Mm, do the taste test yourselves, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell instantly. Absolutely. That way. And then get Joe's mug, too, with his pretty face oh, on there. You know what? Uh, I have a face for radio, but <laughs> that a boy. Do appreciate <laughs> you. Have a good Christmas with uh, you and your family, okay? Same. Take care. Go Badgers. Winter is here in the Chippewa Valley, which means it's even more important to make sure you have a good vehicle to hit the winter roads of Wisconsin. Need that vehicle for this winter season? Look no further than Toys and Ford in Chippewa Falls. Whether it's a car, truck, or SUV from their new or used inventory, Toys and Ford has the vehicle you're looking for. Making sure you have a good, proper working vehicle is incredibly important this winter season, and Toys and Ford knows that. Just give them a visit today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard and visit toysandford.com. Prepare for the holidays with your local holiday headquarters, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Whether you're looking to prepare for a big holiday feast or looking to grab some party platters, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire has everything you need to make your holiday get-togethers extra special this year. And remember, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire is your headquarters for all of your catering needs for those work Christmas parties. From a wide selection in their meat department, bakery goods as far as the eye can see, and a massive wine and spirits department, Hy-Vee has something for everyone. Plus, get some Christmas shopping done with their new toy aisles and sports shop. Get ready for the holidays with Hy-Vee. New segment as we started last week, the business of sports, brought to you by Security Financial Bank. It was perfect last week with the whole Otani, you know, contract out there and all that stuff. But, you know, this week a lot, maybe not a lot, but there's been a good number of Packers fans maybe a little annoyed with, with Jair Alexander, thinking that he wants outs and, and thinking that the Packers should trade Jair Alexander. Well, it's not that simple. It's not fantasy football. It's not even, you know, pre-Madden where they Madden would allow you to do whatever trades you wanted in a video game. It's it's a little bit more in detail that. You got a thing called the dead cap, right? You got the dead cap thing here. So, first of all, what is dead cap? You know, because we we uh we talk about dead cap all the time and maybe for some people they they don't know exactly what what dead cap is it's because you know it i don't want to go full on board here but because the nfl contract salary caps i could go through those math equations that might take me an hour and a half to to go 
fully through here. But dead cap is the the hit, the salary cap hit that your team would take if that player is no longer on your roster, right? Because salary, I'm trying to put it in layman's terms here a little bit. Salary cap hits, each player's got a cap hit particular year. It's not as simple as player A signs a $20 million deal for five years. Well, it's $4 million per year. That's a $4 million hit. It's not as simple as that. You've got... Um, you know your your guaranteed portion is the big part when it comes to NFL contracts. Your guaranteed money and your signing bonus money. That's why for signing bonus portion, we'll get to this later on probably. Signing bonus year one, that player's going to they get their signing bonus right away. That's why you see base salaries really small in year one because they get that twenty million dollar signing bonus right away. Right, it kind of evens out that way. So dead cap essentially is if you move on from a player early in their contract, a lot of times. You still got to account for that salary cap hit. That's where that dead cap. So you're essentially, you got a hit, but that player's not on the roster. Green Bay, kind of going through it with Aaron Rodgers right now. New England was a big one with Tom Brady, right? That's what essentially dead cap is. So Jair, remember, just uh, he signed that uh, four-year, $84 million contract, $30 million signing bonus, $30 million guaranteed. Okay, he did that a couple years ago. So his cap hit, for example, for this year was ten point six million dollars. His dead cap, if Green Bay were to move on from him, let's say at the beginning of this year, would have been a whopping thirty-seven point six million dollars. Lucas, twenty twenty-four, a little bit better, but not much. So his cap hit jumps up to $24.4 million. That's a big cap hit. But his dead cap hit is still $27.5 million. Now, you got that whole post-June 1st, pre-post. So as a refresher, if a player you know traded or released is and, and that, that transaction is processed before June 1st, you can kind of break it up in, in different ways. You know, if, if it's, I'll, I'll just read it exactly here from, from Spot Track. If a trade, release, or retirement is processed before June 1st in a given league year, all of the current and future dead cap associated with that contract is accelerated into the current season. That's why you hear a lot about post June 1st. Post June 1st, you kind of split it up. So in Jair's instance, if he was to be traded before that June 1st, Green Bay would lose actually $3.4 million of cap space. If he was traded after, they would gain $15.7 million cap space in 2024. However, they would have to eat $19.1 million dead cap in 2025. So you're not gaining anything. You're actually losing some cap space on this. What you probably should expect from Jair this offseason with with the Packers is that good old restructure, Lucas. That whole restructure where they're going to convert a lot of that salary. His his I think it's a little over fourteen million dollars. Let me see if I got it up here. Yeah, a little over fourteen million dollars in his salary. They're going to convert that into a signing bonus and then kicking out lowering that cap hit, kicking the can down the road a little bit further. And as soon as they do that restructure, 
they ain't trading him. They're, they're not trading him. So it's not as simple as dude wants isn't playing, let's trade him, move on. He seems like he doesn't want to be there, which, again, I, unless you're in the locker room or you're with the team or you're in 1265, you, you probably don't know. But money-wise, it doesn't make sense. You lose money. That's, it was the same thing with David Bakhtiari this year. You know, when David Bakhtiari was back on Green Bay last year, what was a lot of Packer fans saying? They want they wanted David Bakhtiari. You got to move on from him. It was more expensive to move on from him than to keep him on the roster to see what you had left. He played the first game and then couldn't do anything after that. It, it stunk, but it would have cost. I think it was it almost forty million dollars in dead cap hit to move on from Bakhtiari before this season. So when we say to trade or move on or release a player, you do have to factor in the dead cap hit, and the dead cap hit is put into place so these teams can't take advantage of the salary cap where they sign you know, a player to a huge contract. And then, oh, that team wants to release them after year one and, and not have any ramifications from that. That's where the dead cap comes in. So there is still ramifications. So that team does get penalized or deters the team from moving on from a high-priced player after, like, one year of their new deal. Make sense? Yeah. It's so. basically a, accounting. It's t- it took me so long to figure this out. But it's based, it, it's the difference between what you... I know Andrew Brandt oftentimes say it's the difference from cash versus cap. Yeah. And the cash, the actual dollars that get exchanged from the team to the player, that's the signing bonus... That's that stuff that comes in, into your bank account. Literally, oh, hey, there's an extra $26 million. Just bad, deposit it. Versus the cap accounting so you so teams can't stock up tons and tons of players and be unfair about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why that dead cap, again, if I'm interpreting, I'm also, I'm also kind of re-explaining what you said just for my own brain's sake to make sure that it's processing this correctly is whatever is left excuse me whatever is left on that contract you cut the guy depending on the time of year depending on how the accounting works for a given nfl year or the that pre-june post-june first sort of thing basically everything accelerates right up to right now Mm -hmm. so if you had 27 million or accounted for divvied up over the next few years bam all that goes right now on your cap, it's yep. an immediate charge. Yep, and obviously, you know, in a normal sense too, dead cap hits get smaller the longer the contract goes. The, you know, long into the contract you go. Outside of a weird Aaron Rodgers, thing, right? I exactly. Do not want to try to figure that one out. Whatever was going on with that? Contract. Yeah, that one was just. And everybody with else the, said with it was dead cap, weird. it was like going up with yeah. time. I was like, what? Exactly. Oh. It was just really constructed weird. But in normal contracts, the dead cap hits would get smaller because. And this is where the salary cap thing with the NFL gets really kind of weird. So it's, it's kind of like that cash versus cap thing again. You, when you sign a signing bonus in the NFL, if you get, you know, say $20 million signing bonus, like we said, you get that up front. But say you signed a five-year deal. The cap hit from that signing bonus gets divided by five. So even though the player gets $20 million up front, they're only going to get a $4 million hit, cap hit, that team, through five years. Right. And so if the contract, though, let's say is like $35 million guaranteed. Signing bonuses are guaranteed. That's part of the guarantee. But the player is guaranteed $35 million. 
that dead cap hit gets smaller and smaller as soon as that player on an accounting line, you know, accounting line, as soon as they make $35 million according to the numbers, then that dead cap hit would get to zero. But even though in real money they have already made that $35 million because of the cap hits every year, they haven't made that thirty-five. Right. That goes to that cash versus cap sort yeah, of thing. Because the signing bonus is actual money. The contract yep. is not necessarily the money you're going to make. That's But the signing bonus is done so players aren't like, hey, wait a minute. So I'm getting like nothing out of this potentially. So it, it evens out both ways. So it's fair for the players. Well, players would have plenty of issues with percentages going around, but that's a whole other thing. But it's more fair for the players. It's fair for all of the teams. They all have a shot, and that's why you can't just bail on Jair Alexander right now. Now, if Jair Alexander comes out and says, like, Matt LaFleur is one of the worst human beings ever, and I think Mark Murphy should go to jail and blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Then, then you kind of force okay. that there. Yeah, and, and then that's where you get, like, what, what the Steelers – I can't remember which player I would one of gosh, it seems like they've had so many problem skilled players. Mm-hmm. Well, they have the whole Le'Veon Bell yeah. you know, situation We're, there, too. Yeah, so. and sometimes a team will eat the cap, and they're like, yeah, this is going to suck for us. But it actually is worse to keep this guy on the mm-hmm. roster. It's rare, but it does happen. I can't see that happening with Jair Alexander. There's no indication that ever would happen. So, yeah, Jair Alexander is going to be around at least – for the near term, maybe towards the end, then maybe you can you can afford. And also, the other factor, and I think maybe you said this, but the other factor here is, when do you kind of have to do the cap hits now because of how every other contract looks? That's, that's right. the other thing. And that's why they're taking a lot of the cap hit this year. You know, with the Rodgers cap hit, dead cap hit. They're taking that on this year, right? Right. You can, you can afford to based on the accounting of mm-hmm. it. And yes. they're going to get a lot more cap space open next year cuz i think we can all we can all agree david Bakhtiari is not going to be on this team next year nope. and that that's I, I use that example where it was cheaper to keep david Bakhtiari on your team this year his cap hit this year was 21.3 million his debt cap hit was 40 million dollars so essentially you're saving or no you're losing 19 million dollars in cap space if you were to release him yeah. What's the point of that then? It's not. That's a that's like a few players potentially. Right, and that's why you look at twenty twenty four. His cap hit, yeah, it's forty point five million dollars next year. But you know what? His dead cap nineteen. It reversed. So you're saving almost twenty one million dollars in cap space by releasing David Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. The Devondre Campbell one is another example where he his, his is almost even. This year, he had a cap hit of just $5.5 million. That's chunk change. But his dead cap, 16.9. Because of that longer contract that it was signed. Yep. Next year, where you know we're assuming that he's going to go bye-bye too, he's got a cap hit. It explodes up to 14.4. Dead cap hit is still high, but it's at 11.6. So you're going to save about $3 million if you move on from Devondre Campbell. If you wait another year... It's 12.5 compared to 7.9. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that one I can still see. They move on. They're going to take that hit, but they're still saving about $3 million. You probably want to bring this back a few times when we get into uh, release times. Yeah. That's that's the one where I would have to go through the refresher course on this. 
mm-hmm. yeah, this this will come back plenty in the next several months. Yeah, especially, you know, another name that we can throw out there is going to be Aaron Jones for next year. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yep, because his cap hit is 17.7, and his dead cap is 12.4. And so. also whomever gets signed, and what's the guaranteed money? And oh, then you got the whole deferrals now thanks to COVID. Yeah? Or not deferrals, um... Or uh, what? What was it? Um, you know the the oh those years those they they, they the, what's the word for the, it? I just blanked on it. I can't remember, but yeah, the COVID years or the yeah. wh- however they termed that. I, mean, I know what you're talking about. And that's that's voided years. Voided years. Yes. Yes. Voided years are so confusing too. Yep. <laughs> like because uh. you don't have a player, but you're Adrian Amos. Packers have a cap hit for Adrian Amos this year, even though he was a free agent. They got a cap hit of him because of the voided years contract. You know. Bring back the voided years thing, especially once we get free agency going, because we're going to hear a lot of that, like, wow, this person signed a seven-year deal for, well, how many of those are voidable years? That's a that's another one of those accounting oddities mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense, but it does. Like, yeah. oh, there, there's so much. Of this, ah, contracts are so confusing in the NFL. They are. I and- mean, when you understand them, it makes sense, but you really got to study this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I got to go back once in a while just as a refresher. I'm like, okay. So, and and that's the thing, like when you hear these numbers, when they come out, so-and-so signed a six-year, $96 million deal, it's not that simple. Like that's why you see like the Ians and the Toms and all those guys, you know, trying to, okay, well, the base money's here, workout money's here. Remember Andrew Brand, how many times saying they would put a, premium like they would really put a lot of money in their workout bonuses mm-hmm. one to make sure those guys would come to green bay in the off season but that's also part of you know Saturday. and then you've got the whole we'll get to this in free agency too um you know money wise where it depends on you know likely to get and not likely to get is how they term it incentives likely to get incentives not likely to get incentives not likely to get incentives are added to next year's cap or geared towards next year's cap likely incentives the current years it's confusing so it's like let's say Rashawn Gary had a incentive if he got five sacks that's going to be termed as a likely incentive so they factor that into their cap cap hit if they put in there Rashawn Gary is going to get 30 sacks and if he gets 30 sacks and he gets an incentive that would have been termed as not likely incentive not a part of the current year's salary cap. <laughs> There's so many things to go through this thing. And again, this is all non-Aaron Rodgers contract yeah. stuff. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. It's and how they there. determine whether it's likely or not, they base it off the player's history. Yeah. So. But the basic headline here is: Don't cut Jair Alexander right now because you're going to sp- end up spending more money right now than you really can afford to do. Or trade. Yeah, d- yeah. Because no. <laughs> that goes right back on your cap. Because that's still yep. it's not your player anymore. Counts against your cap. Yep. So just don't do it. It's the whole dead cap thing here is to deter teams from doing that. You know, to just unload contracts. Yeah, you still got you. You sign that guy. You still got to be committed to to that guy one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So. All right, that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Again, brought to you by High V and Toyson Ford. Dan Casper here, as always. Appreciate you tuning in, checking us out. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss another episode of the 
of the Man Cave podcast. And while you are there, if you could be a friend, rate it, review it. Five-star rating, positive review, so others can find the podcast. Until next time, I will see you. Actually, I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave podcast.